All right. Now, what I want you to do is I want to go to the, uh, the book of Genesis, chapter number three. From the book of Genesis, uh, chapter number three. So we're going to be covering a lot of ground today. Uh, Genesis chapter three. I, what I would say to you is hear it for the first time. Uh, that's, that's how I would minister this message. If I could get you to do what? Hear it for the first time. Just act like you never heard the Bible before. Uh, hear it for the first time. Okay. Uh, in Genesis chapter number three, we're going to look at uh, let's go to down to verse number 15, because that's the verse I want to read. Uh, let's, let's do Genesis chapter three. Let's start verse 13 and read a little bit of that. Genesis chapter three, verse 13. And we're going to read that down to verse number 16. We're going to do three verses. Genesis chapter 3, verse 13. I'm reading out the King James right now, okay? I will be switching over to the NLT a little later on in the service. All right, so Genesis chapter 13, I'm sorry, chapter 3, verse 13 says, And the Lord God said to the woman, What is this that thou hast done? And the woman said, The serpent beguiled me, and I did eat. And the Lord God said to the serpent, because thou hast done this, and I curse because you've done this, thou art cursed above all cattle. Every beast of the field upon thy belly thou shalt go. Dust shall thou eat all the days of thy life. I would put enmity, this is going to be my key verse. I will put enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Unto the woman, he says, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children. Thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. So we're going to get into God's word. Now, remember, we're not talking about you and your husband. That's what people hear. He's talking to Adam and Eve, which is a type of Christ and the church. All right. So that's why you have to understand the Bible. That's why I'm putting this under the revelation of Jesus Christ, because we have to understand that the word of God had to be revealed to us. All right. Now, I'm going to talk about uh, Genesis 3.15. I want to read that one more time. In the book of Genesis chapter 3 and verse 15, I will put enmity, God says, between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed. So we're going to talk about two seed with no S. Two seed. And if you could put it maybe like a colon there, a semicolon beside that. And then put down, because I'm going to do the 9 o'clock service, I'm going to do the seed of the serpent. So uh, this would be a good day to stay at church two services. Because at 11 o'clock, I'm going to do two seed, and I'm going to do the seed of the woman. Hear it for the first time. That's all I ask you to do. Like you never heard this before. And you probably haven't, but anyway. And I will put enmity in verse 15 between thee and the woman, between thy seed and her seed. Her seed shall bruise thy head. The woman's seed shall bruise the serpent's head. And the serpent's seed shall bruise his heel. So what we want to do is get right into this word. And I'm going to start out with two seed. Remember, that's going to be the first thing you want to put on there. Two seed, semicolon or colon. The seed of the serpent. All right, we're going to do that first I, because that's Old Testament. And that's the first thing I want to show you that the seed of the serpent is the Old Testament. This is one of the reasons why so many people cannot understand the word of God uh, and they sit up in, in churches. I don't say that to put them down, but they sit up in churches where the man don't know the word either because people are still telling you Jesus Christ is still coming. And you're going to hear all of that because that's the old covenant. So this is one of the reasons I believe God gave this to me. Uh, matter of fact, this morning, praise God. 
Uh, I had something else for you, but this morning. So I thank God for his grace. All right. So I want to show you, first of all, that the seed of the serpent is the Old Testament. So when you hear this message today, you will never fuss with this message again. I, I promise you. All right. Now, the first thing I want to go to is Romans chapter 8. And I want to look at verse 5 through 10. Because I want to show you something first. Romans chapter 8. So when I talk about the word seed, I deal with the word offspring, children. So when I say the seed of the serpent, which I'm dealing with first, I'm talking about the offspring of the serpent, the children of the serpent, the descendants of the serpent, or either sons and daughters of the serpent. So I'm not going to go to Romans first. I'm, I'm going to go to First uh, John first. First John chapter 2. Let's go there first. Because I, I only have one service to finish this. All right. So First uh, John chapter 2. And in First John chapter 2, uh, John, John talked about this. First John chapter 2, we're going to go start looking at uh, verse number uh, 12. First John chapter 2. And verse number 12. I'm going to have to start reading verse 9, I'm sorry. Got it back back. And 1 John 2, 9 says, he that, he that says he's in light and hated his brother is in darkness, even unto now. He that loveth his brother abides in the light, and there's no occasion of stumble in him. And then verse 13, and verse 11, I'm sorry. But he that hated his brother is in darkness, and walketh in darkness, and knoweth not where they goeth, because that darkness has blinded his eyes. And then he's going to go into, he write unto you children. I'm going to go into uh, the other part of this because I want to show you. I think I just put down the first chapter, the wrong chapter, because I want to deal with Cain. Uh, and he came out and told him, you are the children of Cain. I think I got the wrong chapter there. Okay, somebody can find that. I'll come back to that. Let's go to Gospel of John, chapter 8, verse 37. What you want to look for, the children of Cain. Uh, but let's go do John chapter 8 first. The Gospel of St. John chapter 8. And we want to start off with in, in John chapter 8 with the, verse 37. The Gospel of St. John chapter 8 and verse number 37. All right, we'll come back to that one first because John is going to say it there and here. The Gospel of John chapter 8, we're going to start reading with verse number 37. All right, I'm finally there. Know you that, know that you are Abraham's seed, but you seek to kill me because my word has no place in you. Now, first I'm talking about the seed, uh, the seed of the serpent, okay, the children of the serpent, okay? So he tells them you seek to kill me because my word has no place in you. I speak that which I have seen with my father, and you do that which you see with your father. So he's saying to them, your father. You're doing what you do with your father. All right? And then he says, the essence said to him, Abraham is our father. Jesus said to him, if you were Abraham's children, you would do the works of Abraham. But now you seek to kill me, a man that has told you the truth, which I have heard of, of God. This do not Abraham. This did not Abraham. You do the deeds of your father. They said to him, we be not, now they're trying to blame him. We, born, we, we are not born of fornication. You have one father, even, we have one father, even God. Jesus said to them, if God were your father, you would love me. For I proceeded forth and came from God, neither I came of myself, but God sent me. Why do you not understand my speech? Even because you cannot hear my word. See, they were blind, dumb. They couldn't hear. In verse 44, you are of your father, the devil. And the lust of your father, you would do. He was a murderer from the beginning 
and abode not in the truth, because there's no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he's a liar and the father of it. Now, I want to say, first of all, if you found that, you could raise your hand, let me know. First John chapter 3. Verse 12. First John 3, 12. Okay. Now, we'll go there next. First John 3, 12, we go there next. Now, remember, this teaching I'm doing this morning is the Old Testament. See, if you ever realize, I'm doing the seed, Genesis 3, 15. I'm talking about two seed. But I'm talking about the first seed is the seed of the serpent. Now, remember, I'm doing that because that's the Old Testament. All right? There is no seed of the serpent in the new covenant. So if you really listen to this message and get this message, then you will know, understand why people do not know the Bible. This is, this is a key right here. This would help you out. All right. Now, 1 John. Let's go read that same thing in 1 John. Everything Jesus talked about, it was found in the new covenant explained. All right. Mark your Bible. That's, how, that's why I mark my Bible. I never have to worry about it no more. If ever read that again, I know where I want to start. 1 John chapter 3. And I'm going to go, go uh, in 1 John chapter 3 and verse 7. That's where it starts at. So mark your Bible so if you ever read this again. 1 John chapter 3 verse 7. I'm reading out the King James. Little children, let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteousness is righteous even as he is righteous. He that committed sin is of the devil. Now remember, he's talking about the children of the devil, the children of Cain. All right? You only had two children in the old covenant, and that was children of Abel and the children of Cain. Cain killed Abel, so you had to have the children of Seth. You had a righteous seed and an ungodly seed in the old covenant. All right. Little children, let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteousness is righteous even as he's righteous. He that committed sin is of the devil. For the devil sinned from the beginning. Now he's talking about Cain. The devil sinned from the beginning. For this purpose the Son of God was manifested or came in the flesh. That he might destroy the works of the devil. Well, see, if it went into the new covenant, you would be saying that he didn't destroy the works of the devil. That's why I told you it has to be only the old covenant. And verse 9, whosoever was born of God does not commit sin. For his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin. This is the people born of God in the new covenant. He cannot sin. Why? Because he's born of God. In this the children of God are manifest, and the children of the devil. Whosoever doeth not righteousness is not of God, and he that loveth not his brother. All right, so... Once again, we are talking about in the Old Covenant. All right. Now, I gave you two verses there. John chapter 8, verse 37 through 44. Then I gave you 1 John, and I, I had down there chapter 2, but I didn't want that. I wanted chapter 3 and verse 7. Let me change that on my notes. And I'm still reading. Thank you. All right. All right. We want to read 3 to 12. 1 John 3, 7 to 12. All right, I'm still reading. All right. Now, in verse 11 says, love, for this message, you heard from the beginning that we should love one another. Then he's going to tell you who he's talking about. Not as Cain. Who was of that wicked one? Cain was the seed of the serpent of that wicked one and slew his brother. And wherefore slew he him? Because his own works were evil and his brother's righteousness. Marvel not, my brothers, if the world hates you. We know that we have passed from death to life because we have loved the brethren. He that loveth not his brother abideth in death. All right. Now, let's move on because I want to sh show you this. This is Old Testament. Now, if you notice what it says there in verse number 13, Cain was all that wicked one. Now, to say Cain was all that wicked one is the same as Cain was the son of the devil. All right? Now, how, how do you differentiate that? When people read that, 
Now they say, see, the devil can have children. No, that's not what he's talking about. All right, let's show you that in the book of Galatia. Matter of fact, let me go to the Gospel of John. Let me stay there first. The Gospel of John, chapter 3. In the Gospel of John, chapter 3, this is what Jesus meant when he gave us the Gospel of John, chapter number 3. And he was talking to Nicodemus in chapter 3, and he was talking about being born again, born of the Spirit. So let's just start reading verse 1. We'll take the time to do that. John chapter 3 and verse 1, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that thou teacher come from God. No man can do these miracles that thou do it except God be with him. Jesus said unto him, verily, verily, I say to you, except a man be born again. If we listen again, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said in verse 4, how can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus said, verily, verily, I said to you, except a man be born of water, that word water means the word, I'm going to show you that plenty of time, and the spirit. He cannot enter the kingdom of God. He has to be born of the word. That means he has to hear the word. Faith come by hearing and hearing by the word. He has to hear the word. And then God gives him the spirit. That's what caused his birth. Except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh. Now, that's what he's going to show you. This is why you will see an old covenant and people don't understand that verse. It says Esau, Jacob have I loved. Now, somebody can find that for me. Jacob have I loved, Esau have I hated. And the first thing people say, there's some God hated Esau. He's talking about two different things. He's talking about flesh and spirit. All right? Not the individual. Jacob was, was like the spirit man, and Esau was the flesh man. All right? That's what it means. Jacob, have I loved? Esau, have I hated? Okay? Romans 9, 13. We'll get to that in a moment. Thank you very much. Just make sure you put in your notes, Romans 9, 13. Jacob, have I loved? Esau, have I hated? Okay? That's what that means. All right, so in the Gospel of John, chapter number 3, he just said what I needed in verse number uh, 6. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. See, that's what happened. Jacob was born of the spirit. Esau was born of the flesh. All right, and we know 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 20 through 22. In Adam all die. In Christ all shall be made alive. So that's why those two men is always taught in the Bible. All right. They mean flesh and spirit. All right. And verse number seven said, marvel not that I said to you, you must be born again. All right. You can read the rest yourself. That's not my message today. I'm talking about two seeds. Today, nine o'clock, I'm talking about the seed of the serpent. All right. That's what I want to get over today. The seed of the serpent. So let's go dive into that because I really want to give you that one verse. Let me just do that for the screen. You say Romans 9. From the book of Romans chapter 9. And verse number 13. Just want to show it for the screen's sake in case people are watching the screen. I have to do that because you got people who can't hear what I'm saying, but at the same time, uh, they can believe what I'm saying. All right. Uh, Romans chapter 9, verse 13. As it is written, see, Jacob have I loved, but Esau have I hated. Now you know what, why that's saying that, because Jacob is a spirit man, Esau is a flesh man. Remember, that is what he was talking about. That's why the flesh would be destroyed during Jesus' ministry. All right? It's not going to happen. It's already happened. The children of Cain has already been destroyed. All right, so that's why I said here for the first time. All right, now let's, let's go look at some of these things Jesus talked about. Let's go to Genesis 25. From the book of Genesis. Well, let me show you this first. Uh, well, I do that when I get to it. Okay, let's go to uh, Genesis 25. And in Genesis 25, we're going to start reading verse 19. I hope you take it notes. You can always look at this when you get home later. Genesis chapter number 25. We're going to deal with uh, Isaac. 
Remember, Isaac is a type of Christ in the Bible, in the Old Covenant. It's a perfect picture. So when you look at him in the Old Covenant, you have to understand what happened. Because under Isaac, Isaac is the seed. See, that's why Abraham had two sons. Now you can understand what happened. Abraham had two sons or two covenants. Abraham had two sons, or you can use the word two covenants. He had two wives. And one would give him the natural seed, which was the first son, and then one would give him the spirit seed. Everybody follow me so far? All right, you do know Abraham had two sons. How many know the two sons' names? The first, the first son was called, not I, the first son was called what? Ishmael. Ishmael. So Ishmael represents flesh, wasn't it? So that's why Ishmael could not be the heir. Just like your flesh could not be the heir. You had to be born again, and your spirit's son, which would be Christ, would be the heir. Because you had to be born again. That's why your, the flesh could not be the heir. Your first birth was flesh. All right? So you have, if you can see this, that's all. You, but you can't see if you're blind now. Now, if you're not born again, you don't see nothing I'm saying. Okay, that means you need to get, get born of the spirit. All right, uh, uh, chapter, 12, chapter 25 is where we're at right now. Genesis 25, and verse 19. All right, and these are the generation of Isaac, Abraham's son. Okay, these are the generations of Isaac, Abraham's sons with an S on it. Abraham begat Isaac. Isaac was 40 years old when he took Rebekah to be his wife, the daughter of Bethuel, the Syrian, of Padan Aaron, the sister of Laban, the Syria. And Isaac entreated the Lord for his wife because she was barren. And the Lord was entreated of him, and Rebekah was his wife conceived. And the children struggled. She got pregnant. The children struggled within her. And she says, if it be so, why am I thus? And she went to inquire of the Lord. And the Lord said to her, two nations. See, all these are definitions of the word seed. Offspring, children, descendants, sons and daughters. And here we have another word, nations. Because when God gives you a son or daughter, he's looking at a nation. You're looking at just a little baby. All right, God looking at what he put in the son. All right. So here, the two sons struggled within her. And he said, if it be so, why am I thus? And she said, she went to inquire the Lord. And the Lord said to her, two nations are in your womb. Two men of people shall be separated from my bowels. The one people shall be stronger than the other people. And the elder shall serve the younger. Now, now watch this thing happen. Watch it play out right there. It's going to really happen. You're going to see it. And then in verse number, the elder is going to serve the younger. And when her days to be delivered was fulfilled, behold, there were twins in her womb. Now, what, 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 watch this process. There were twins in her womb. And the first came out, this was the flesh man. The first came out red all over like hair, a hairy garment. And they called his name Esau. So you remember I had you to read in Romans chapter 9, verse 13, Jacob have I loved, but Esau have I hated. So why? Because Esau represents the flesh man. Not God, not respect the persons. All right. All right. He came out red. Hairy man. He called his name Esau. Verse 26. And after that came out his brother, and his hand took hold of Esau's heel, and his name was called Jacob. Now, what did he do that for? He pulled himself ahead. Remember, he's going to bruise his heel. Right. Don't forget what I read to you. All right. He's going to pull himself forward and come out before, before the first man. See, the first man was coming out. But Jacob caught his heel and pulled him back and he came out. All right. Now remember, this was some God, God doing here now. All right. The first came out red, a hairy man. And after that, his brother came out. His brother took his 
hold of his heel and his name is called Jacob and Isaac was 60 years old or three score year old when she bare him. Now he got married to her when he was 40 but he had his first sons when he was 60. All right. And the boys grew and Esau was a cunning hunter, a man of the field, a man of the world, if you want to say it that way. And Jacob was a plain man dwelling in tents. So you can look at Jacob's descendants and see why they dwelled in tents. Israel dwelled in tents, right? Okay. You can see that. They were sheep herders. All right. Now, with, with that in mind, with that in mind, that's going to that's gonna launch it. Anything else I got out there before I move on? All right. Thank you very much. All right, now I want, I want to go to the next one here, and that's Matthew 3, 7. Now let's fast forward. So here, here they come before the Lord. In the Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 3, and verse 7. The Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 3, and verse 7. So God called Israel to repentance. That's the only nation that God called to repentance was Israel. Matthew, chapter 3, and verse 7. Matthew chapter 3 and verse 7. I'm going to back that up, if you would, to verse 5. Let's pick that up, verse 5. Because now John the Baptist had been sent to Israel. Then went out to John the Baptist, to him, number one, Jerusalem and all Judea. And all the regions round about Jordan. So only two tribes went out. And that was Jerusalem and all Judea. And the Bible says, and they were baptized of him in the Jordan, confessing their sins. See, now that, that's what people picks up when they want to teach you the new covenant. New covenant don't start to the book of Romans. People teaching you Old Testament. And then verse number seven said, but when he saw many of the Pharisees, watch this, and Sadducees come to his baptism, he said to them, oh, generation of vipers. Why did he say that? They were children of Cain. Now, next time I ask you, you people will know that, right? They were who? Children of Cain. So he called them. He realized who they were. They were children of Cain. Who has warned you to flee from the wrath to come? I'm showing you that because the wrath had to come at the end of the, that age or the end of the old covenant. So, so when people say the end of the world... You, you can't be in the end of the world. You're in a dispensation of grace. They were in the old covenant. Jesus came at the end of the old covenant and he was teaching them at that time because he wanted them to repent. He didn't want to see them die. All right. It would be at the days of Noah, remember? All right. Noah came at the end of the old law, Old Testament. I'm talking about if you go back and look at Genesis chapter 1 through verse 6, chapter 1, one through six chapters when you got to chapter six was the end of the world and we know that's when Noah came so Jesus says it's going to be just like it was in the days of Noah before the flood before the flood but before tribulation all right and this old testament was real water new covenant was tribulation all right persecution now he said oh generation vipers we read in Matthew 3 6 who has warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bring forth therefore fruits, watch this, necessary for repentance. Well, what fruits were necessary for repentance? Baptism. All right, let's show you that while I'm there. And that's Acts 13, 24. The fruits for repentance, Acts 13, 24. See, this is what people tell you they're doing. When they say, I got to get water baptized, they're saying, I'm being, I, I'm repenting. There's nowhere God told you to repent in New Covenant. Acts 13, 24. Okay. And verse 24 said, when John had first preached, just want to make sure the screen is there. When John had first preached before his coming, the baptism of repentance. Watch this. To all the people of Israel. And yet people teaching the baptism of repentance to the church today and people are going to get water baptized think they're getting saved. See, you're being deceived. You're being deceived, openly being deceived. All right. 
Let, that's why I'm sitting down. Cool it, Reverend, cool it. All right, that's Matthew 3, 7. Now, let's look at, I gave you who baptism of repentance was preached to. Okay, it wasn't to us. wasn't to us. It was to the Jews. All right. Now, let's go to the gospel of Matthew chapter 12, and we want to look at 33 through 35. Just going to take my time, walk right through this thing. Matthew chapter number 12, verse 33. Matthew chapter 12, verse 33. The Old Testament dealt with the seed of the serpent. It couldn't have been a new covenant because when Jesus died, raised again from the dead, he made all men righteous. See, if you know the word, then you know you can't have that in new covenant. Now, I'm talking about if you're a believer. I'm going to show you that in the word of God, okay? That's why Christ was raised from the dead. See, Christ died for all men. He was buried for all men, raised from the dead for all men. If you don't receive it, it's your problem. But you can't do nothing in the new covenant to be saved. You can only receive salvation. All right. All right, here we go. The gospel of St. Matthew, chapter number 12, and verse 33. Either make the tree good and the fruit good, or else make the tree corrupt and its fruit corrupt. For the tree is known by its fruit. Now remember, God looks at us as trees. So I'm going to do a teaching soon, sometime I would like to. I can't say soon because I don't know what the Lord wants me to do. I, I mean, if I got series, I got messages already ready, but this morning he wants this. Whatever he wants, he gets it. He, he is the man. All right. Uh, he is the father. All right. Now, by the fruit you shall know them. So now Jesus is talking to them because these people are saying that they are believers. They are saying that they are God's children, but they don't have the fruit. See, if you're born of the Spirit, you're supposed to have the fruit of the Spirit. All right? But when you bear the works of the flesh, see, you read Galatia, it'll give it to you. It'll give you Galatia uh, chapter 5. You read that, verse 19, 20, 21, 20. You'll see, if you're born again, you have the fruit of the Spirit. If you're not born again, you show the works of the flesh. That's how you would know. All right. Now, in verse number 34. Old generation of vipers. Who's he talking to? The children of Cain. How can you, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So he was letting them know you are not children of God. You can't even speak good stuff. You can't even speak good stuff. It's not in your heart. Every man out of the goodness of his heart bringing forth good things and every evil man out of the evil heart bringing forth evil things. So that's how you know when a person is born again. That's why I told you yesterday, uh, people yesterday at the funeral, first of all, you can't live for God. It's evidence that you don't have the spirit. You can't love. If you don't have the Holy Spirit, you can't love. You can't walk in the Spirit if you don't have the Spirit. You can't walk in the light if there's no light in you. So if you don't have light in you, you've got darkness in you, and then that's why you walk in darkness. You can't walk in something you don't have. Okay? All right, let's move on. Now, in the, in the Gospel of St. Matthew, I'm, reading, I'm talking about two seed. With no S, two seeds. But also, I'm showing you the first servant, the seed of the serpent. Genesis 3.15. Oh, hallelujah. This is good. All right. So in the Gospel of Matthew chapter 12, I just read you verse 30, 33, 34, and 35. I just showed you that. All right. From the abundance of the heart, the man speaks. And the, and the evil tree He's looking at trees now. Remember, that's, when, you, when I go back to trees in the garden, Adam and Eve was in the garden. There were trees in the, in the garden. And you got to understand, he's not talking about physical natural trees. People are called trees in the old covenant. All right. Matter of fact, Psalms 1 gave you that, right? We, we like a tree planted by the rivers of water, you know? All right. Now, let's, let's move on. 
uh, in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 13, right there in verse 37. I'm reading out the King James. Matthew, chapter 13, verse 37. Once again, I'm showing you about two seeds. The first, this service, I hope you come both services, because the first service I'm talking to you about the seed of the world, unless you have to go to work, you know. I'm talking about the seed of the serpent. And the seed of the serpent was, watch this, only in the Old Covenant. So when they was talking about the end of the world, they was talking about the end of the Old Covenant, end of the age. And that's when God destroyed the seed of the serpent. Okay. Now, in the Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 13, and verse number 37. Matthew 13, 37. He answered and said, he explained the parable. He answered and said to them, he that sowed the good seed is the son of man. Now, we know this happened in the garden because the good seed was, was, was who was that? The first, I thought you were going to take it out of my face. There were two first two people, Adam and Eve. But Adam had the first seed was uh, Cain killed Abel, then God gave them. I want y'all to practice on that. You're a little slow, okay? All right. All right, but anyway, Seth, I gave you this before we read today. That's why I said that. Cain, Cain was, was the seed of the serpent. So you want to put down that Seth because remember when God had uh, Cain kill Abel, right? So Abel was the first seed, but he didn't get a chance to produce, so God had to give him another seed instead of Abel, and that seed was Seth. Meaning, what does it mean, Pastor? Cain, these children killed Christ, and after that, God raised up the righteous seed. Let me put it this way. The, the, the serpent children killed Jesus. The Pharisees, Sadducees, and scribes, and everything. I got to spit it out for y'all, all right? And then, and then God raised up Christ, the righteous seed. Good morning, body of Christ. All right. All right. See, the end of the world has to already happen because the end of all flesh. All right, let's move on. You are not the flesh, you're the spirit. All right. Now, let's move on. We are in the Gospel of St. Matthew. Now, let hear it for the first time. Now, I know you got a little bit, so hear, hear it for the first time. In verse 37, he explaining this. He answered and said to them, He that sowed the good seed is the Son of Man. Now, remember, that was in Genesis. Then he said, The field is the world. Because he's going to tell you where you put them at in the world. I told you the word world means Israel, the promised land. All right? Because that's where he put Adam at. He put him in the garden. All right? The field of the world, the good seed are the children of the kingdom. So you know they've always been in Jerusalem. That's the kingdom. And then it said, and then there was the tares. They were the children of the wicked one. So here it is, God sowed his seed. He started out with Cain and Abel. And you already seen what what the evil seed did to Abel, killed him. Because it was a type in the shadow, they will kill Christ. And then God will raise up the righteous seed, will be Seth. Everybody understand? All right. The enemy that sold them is the devil. He's talking about how they got the tails. Cain, I showed you in 1 John chapter 3, we read that already. The child of the devil was Cain. So here, the enemy that sold them is the devil. And then he said, the harvest is the end of the world. So it can't be now. See, I said a lot of stuff because I know. I'm not guessing. The harvest is the end of the world. Well, the harvest is not in your dispensation. The harvest was in the end of the old covenant. See, the harvest now, let's take up some money. That's what they told folk. And they helped me reach the folk in the world. Well, we can see they hadn't been reaching them. The enemy that sold them is the devil, the harvest at the end of the world, and the reapers, you find all this in the book of Revelation, are the angels. That's why in the book of Revelation it said to his angels to reap. It's time for you to reap. All right? When you read that. 
As therefore the tares are gathered, watch what happened to them. The tares are gathered and burned in the fire. Sound like the lake of fire? Sure. So shall it be in the end of this world. You can't mess that up because he says it's going to be at the end of the people that are living in Israel at that time. The Son of Man shall send forth his angels. When you read the book of Revelation, you pick it up. And chapter number seven, I'll tell you what chapter to read. And they shall gather his elect out of the kingdom. He shall, and they shall gather out of his kingdom all things that offend which do iniquity. And they're going to cast them into a furnace of fire. There shall be wailing and national teeth. Then shall the righteous shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father. Who has ears to hear, let him hear. Jesus was speaking in parable. We can see this plainly. They have been destroyed. But I'm, I'm going to keep showing you because I want you to see it in this tape. This is probably going to be one of your favorite tapes. Matter of fact, I'm going to make these two tapes the tape of the month. All right. Maybe tape of two months. All right. Now, we just read through the gospel of St. Matthew chapter 13. Let's go to the next one. I read you Matthew 13, right? The good seed. Let's go to Matthew 23, 29. Matthew chapter 23 and verse 29. The gospel after here, we go to Matthew 24. Don't let me forget that. Matthew chapter 23. We go to, you can write it down, Matthew 24, 34 through 44. We go there next. Right now we have Matthew 23, 29 through 36. So when I read Matthew, I'm going to read uh, verse 37 uh, through verse 44. As a matter of fact, I'm going to have to read something before that too. I'm going to have to read Matthew 24, 13 through 18. And then 24 through 34. All right, but let's go to work. Matthew 23, 29. Are you enjoying the word? All right. Now he's talking to the Old Testament people who was trying to keep the law. He called them Pharisees and Sadducees and scribes. And verse 29. What do you scribes, Pharisees, hypocrites? Because you build the tomb of the prophets. You garnish the sepulchres of the righteous. And you say if, it had, if we had been in the days of our fathers... We would not have been partaken with them in the blood of the prophets. We wouldn't, have, we wouldn't have did that. Wherefore, you be witness unto yourselves that you are the children of them which killed the prophets. Fill up, watch what he said to them. Fill up then the measure of your fathers. You serpents, you generation of vipers. Now, why is he saying that to them? Because they are children of Cain. How many can see what I'm saying? All right. Cain was a child of the devil. They were children of viper. Don't you know a viper's a snake? You do know that, right? Okay. All right. You serpents, you generation of vipers, how shall we escape the damnation of hell? See, Cain be now, couldn't he? You tell me they got by 2,000 years later? You serpents. You generation of vipers, how can you escape the damnation of hell? Wherefore, behold, I send you prophets and wise men and scribes. Some of them you shall kill, you shall crucify. Some of them you shall scourge in your synagogues. You're going to persecute them from city to city. Isn't, didn't that what happened to Saul? Right. That upon you, why are why they doing that? That upon you may come all the righteous blood shed upon the earth, upon Jerusalem, Judea, the promised land, the earth, okay? All the blood shed upon the earth, the blood of Zechariah, the son of Barakiah, who you slew between the temple and the altar. Verily I say to you, all these things shall come up on this generation. How long was the generation? 40 years. Well, Jesus at that time was getting ready to die. So at that time, it had to be A.D. 30. So if you Google it on your phone, not doing my service, it'll tell you Jerusalem was destroyed in A.D. 70. 
As a matter of fact, if you got a television, you can go to YouTube and look at the destruction of Jerusalem and it will tell you, show you everything that Rome did to destroy Jerusalem. You can watch the whole thing now on TV. See, you got people who tell you all this stuff and now they, they, some of them don't even realize they missed it. They don't want to admit they missed it. But so many people have been deceived. You are living in the day of the big lie in more than one way. All right. Now, because there are people who will not speak out the truth and say people are lying. So you got to understand something. You got to know when folks lie to you. All right. Matthew chapter 24, that's where we're going. Matthew chapter 24. Now, in Matthew chapter 24, I want to do this part first because this is... Uh, I said I'm going to start at verse 13, didn't I? Yeah, so let's go back to 13 first. Let's start there, 13 through 18. And then we go pick it up over at the end of the chapter. Matthew chapter number 24. We go down and look at verse number. Uh, I know I won't. Well, let me wait till I get there. All right, let's, let's do this first. Verse 13, Matthew 24, 13. Jesus speaking. He that shall endure... But he that shall endure, he's talking to those people in the Old Testament they didn't have long ago. See, this psalm goes with Psalm 90. Just write that down. Somewhere down the line, you're going to know the Holy Spirit speak to your pastor. So when I show you Psalm 90... You'll know how long it was. Matter of fact, hold, hold, your, hold, your, hold your fingers right there. We'll go show you Psalm 90 just a minute. I'm going to come back. Let me, do this, let me do Matthew 24 first, get that out of the way. And, and you're going to write down Psalm 70, not Psalm 70, Psalm 90. Because you're going to see why Israel spent 40 years in the wilderness and they were dying. So when you go back and look at Israel came out of Egypt, and then they had to spend 40 years in the wilderness and die out before they can go into the promised land. It's the same thing as what Israel had to do in the Old Testament. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, when Christ came. Let me say it again. See, if you know what I just said, you'll know what I just said. I tell you in this church all the time, people call me and say, Pastor Crump, Ten Commandments on I'm going like, good. I'm finna watch it again. Because if you don't understand that Israel came out of Egypt by the blood, that's what happened to Israel. They came out of Egypt because Jesus was crucified. Well, how long was Israel before they got to the promised land? I didn't ask you how long all this other stuff. They were too caught. They went into the promised land. They didn't believe they came back been 38 more years. So the total 40 years, 40 years before they got to the promised land. So When Jesus was crucified, he was 80, 30. They got 40 years. If you see, if you can see one, you can see the other. A generation. It was 40 years before they would get into the Lord will come. Before they would get to grace. The promised land in the new covenant was called what? Grace. See, I'm going to teach that in a message. I got all that in the message. They never made it to Grace. And if you ever go back and read, ah, let me get y'all in. Let me get on my mess. I, ain't got, I don't have a seven minutes. All right, Matthew chapter number 24, verse 13. But he that endure to the end, the same shall be saved. Now he's talking about the end of the law, the end of the covenant, the end of the, end everything, because remember, Christ is the end. He's the one really was coming, right? The end was coming, right? Uh, verse 14, and this gospel of the kingdom, not the gospel of Christ, because they still no covenant. So Jesus came at the end of the old covenant and preached to them the gospel of the kingdom and would have allowed them to go into the kingdom at that time if they had their one thing, that's believe. And they rejected him, and so he said, okay, you don't want the kingdom? You get hell. Listen to yesterday's message. I talked about a man with a parachute. All right, let's look at that. Here's two guys. 
They're on the airplane. Both of these men is drinking uh, something they shouldn't be drinking. They're on the airplane. But all of a sudden, the man said, you're going to have to jump off the airplane because the airplane don't have no way to land. So both of these men jumps off the airplane. One died, went to hell. One was saved. Now you ought to be able to put two together. Which man was saved and which man went, died and went to hell? If you dropped off the airplane, what you need to land? It just, you know, it's just like, it's not hot. If you don't have something, you're not going to land. If you got something, you'll land. It, it's so easy, ain't it? So if a man don't have a parachute, that's what it call. I know y'all think about what it is, but it's called a parachute. So the parachute is Christ. So you jump off that plane without a parachute, you're going to die, and you know, and save, you're going to hell. Well, one man just was, was saved. He came down. In his parachute. And the only reason that man landed, both had a drink for the left. One man had a parachute. See, that's going to be your life story. Because one day you're going to have to land that baby. You might not be able to land. But do you have a parachute? Because if you don't have one, that means you don't have Christ. You're going to die and go to hell. So I would tell you to invest. Make sure you get your parachute. Look at somebody and say, get your parachute. Yeah, you're way up in the airplane just flying around. You better get a parachute in case you got to jump out that bit. All right. Now, can everybody see that? See, if you saw what salvation is, it had nothing to do. You can't say, well, I, I know I'm going to land because I've been baptized in water in Jesus' name. You're not going to land. Jump out that parachute. What I ate communion before I left and confessed my sin. Jump out that parachute. Jump out without a parachute. Are you understanding? All right. Only one thing going to save you, right? You had a parachute. All right. Now clap your hand. Let's thank the Lord for that. Hope, hope you never forget that. All right. The Gospel of St. Matthew chapter 24 and verse 14. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world. We're talking about all Israel. And to be a witness unto all nations, talking about the nations of Israel, and then shall the end come. He told you, ABC, this is going to happen. 40 years. Because he said it's going to be during this generation. The gospel will be preached. Now, you, you right there, well, let me finish this for you. Put a scripture down. Uh, Matthew 10, 23. I'll show you that if I get a moment. Now, let's go to verse 15. And when you therefore shall see the abomination of desolation, you're talking about Daniel's prophecy, spoken by Daniel. When you see the abomination of desolation standing in the holy place, you're talking about the temple. Now remember, you don't have the temple today because this couldn't be a New Testament. He said, whoever read it, let him understand. Then let him which be in Judea flee to the mountain. Now you know you're not talking to you now, right? You're not in Judea. Uh, let him on the housetop. We don't be on housetops in Pontiac. You don't live on housetops. Don't come down, take anything out of his house. Neither let him which is in, in the field, remember the world, that's what it was at that time, return back to his own house. So he talked about great tribulation. I said I'm going to read down to verse 18. I'm not going to read all that. You can read that. Let's go down because I want to show you verse 24. Matthew 24 and verse 34. Watch what it says. Verily I say to you, this generation, again, 2,000 years ago, what generation he's talking about? The generation of Cain. This generation shall not pass till all these things be fulfilled. Now, if you read that out of NLT, it'll tell you all those that are alive. See, it'll tell you, this won't happen to everybody alive dead. See, if you read the Bible, you'll know that. He's not talking to you. All right. I, I, I got to do, I do Psalm 90 in the next service because I'm not going to be able to get there. I gave you, you know, I got, I got a lot done, though, didn't I? 
I got Matthew 24. Let's, do, let's, go, let's go to Psalm 90 then. We can do that. I'm sorry. Yeah, Psalm 90. See, if you look at the Psalm, a lot of the Psalm will tell you what's going on if you understand them. See, people are quoting this to, to the churches. People are telling people in the church that you're only going to live 70 years. And guess what's happening to them? They're living 70 years. So don't let anybody tell you, this was, not, this was not to you. This was to Israel. Psalm 90 and verse 1. Now the top of your Bible, it's just a, a prayer of Moses, the man of God. Did you see at the top of your page? Well, that's not, Moses was not your, was not your pastor, was it? All right. Lord, thou hast passed in. Thou hast been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth, forever thou hast formed the earth, talking about the earth, Israel, and the world, from, from everlasting to everlasting thou art God. Thou, thou, thou turnest man to destruction. And you say, return, you children of men, for a thousand years in thy sight is but yesterday, when it's past, and as a watch in the night. Thou carried them away as with a flood. How many can see it? Now, we just had the days of Noah. It, the Noah's the only one who had a flood. So you, Thou carried them away as with a flood. New Testament, that flood was tribulation. Thou carried them away as with a flood. They are as asleep in the morning. They are like grass which groweth up in the morning. They're going to come back in the morning. In the morning, it flourishes and groweth up. Now, that's why when Christ came, Christ came in the morning. In the New Testament, he called people the children of the day. Because it was the morning. You live in the morning. You don't live at night. Night was the first. The night and the day were the first day. Night was first. Oh, Lord. In the morning, it flourishes and groweth up. In the evening, it's cut down and fades away. For we are consuming thine anger. This is, this is what happened at the end of the covenant. And by the wrath of thy, by your wrath, we are troubled. That's what happened at the end of the Old Testament. Thou hast set our iniquities before thee. Now, you know it can't be us. Our iniquities behind us. Our secret sins in the light of thy conscience. See, we have no sin in the new covenant. For all our days are passed away in thy wrath. Remember, that was them in the 40 years after uh, Jesus rose from the dead. We spend our years as tale that is told. Then he's going to tell you the days of our years are three score, 60 years and 10. So they were in tribulation when Christ came. Christ was 30 years old. 33 years old when he died. Came in ministry at 30 years old, 33 years old when he died. And it was A.D. 70. See, when, remember Jesus was born in B.C. So that's why A.D. 30 died. A.D. 70, Israel saw the wrath of God. This was fulfilled. That made 70 years. All right. And also 70 years, they were in captivity. See, all that was the same thing. And they were released by the Persian king. The Bible said, the days of our year are threescore years and ten. If by reason of strength they be fourscore or eighty, yet there's strength, labor, and sorrow. It was soon cut off and we fly away. Who know the power of thine anger? See, all, all of that is talking about what happened to Israel. So at the end of the old covenant, it was the end of the serpent seed. Of course, I have not finished with you yet, but my time is up for the first service. And I thank you for yours. Can the Lord, you give the Lord a great big hand. I want to talk to the people on this camera because I want to know, do you have, first of all, do you have your parachute? First Corinthians chapter 15. Moreover, brothers, I declare to you the gospel, which I preach to you. Which also you have received and wherein you stand by which also you are saved. You got a parachute. If you keep in memory what I preached to you unless you have believed in vain. I delivered you first of all that which I also received. How Christ died for our sins according to the scripture. 
he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scripture. It's not a game. If you die without Christ, your soul gonna go to hell forever. You're gonna walk in the lake of fire forever. You can never give out. It's an awesome thing to be in fire and all you're gonna do is be walking in one, walking in fire all day. Walking in fire all day. There's no water, no food. Your soul is alive. Your soul is burning and can't do nothing about it. For eternity. Because you rejected God's son. If I were you, what I would do, I would say, Father, I believe Christ died for my sins. And he was buried and God raised him from the dead. And I receive him into my heart. And I give you the praise and the glory for your Holy Spirit who will make sure when this body dies, my soul will be taken out of this flesh and escorted into the very presence of the Lord. Hey, my time is up. I thank you for yours. I know you did that. And the door of faith is open unto you. Thank you for listening to the Dora Faith Ministries podcast. I hope this message was a blessing to you and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. If you're listening on iTunes, be sure to give us a five-star rating. Also, be sure to find us online at www.mydoorfaith.org. That's www.mydoorfaith.org.